Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. By the way, when Dan came home because he'd been gone for so long, Myrtle peed out of excitement. And then as I was telling him, like, oh, she peed, like, pick her up, she dropped to the ground and rolled around in it. It was very cute, but like, what are you doing? She was just covered in her own piss. Okay, sorry, keep going. Hello, golly. Uh, hello, Legos. Welcome to Sports, uh, the podcast that ends with a question mark. Starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. He's Jay. Hello. Hi. This is today's question. Hey, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. It's MG. Um, I'm sitting here watching the Chicago-Washington NWSL game, and I'm so excited that they're back. It's a fun game, but, man, I'm, I'm tired. It's 10.30, and I did like eight or nine hours of construction work in Alabama heat and humidity today. So I just want to know, in what scenario, or is there a scenario, where it's okay to turn a game off and just like go to bed, especially (laughs) if you can't record it? Is the only respectable option to just fight through and maybe fall asleep on the couch? Anyways... Love you. Mean it. Bye. What a question. I believe the name was MG. MG. Uh, uh, a great question. And you're going to get a variety of answers from this panel. Because I can already <laughs> tell you. We'll start with the with the most generous and kindest answer, which is going to come from Ashley. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, what's your answer? When is it okay to just... Get your sleep! <laughs> get it! Sleep is the most important thing ever. My goodness. If it's not like an elimination scenario where you need to watch your team and you can't wake up and know like whether or not they're still in it, then go to bed. Like, especially if you're waking up and doing more work again tomorrow, like that's terrible. If it's, if it's like a Friday night and you don't have to work the next day, maybe like soldier through it, but get your sleep. Jay, where do you stand on this issue? Well, I feel like I've never had a DVR. So, like, usually if I'm if I'm going to watch a game, I need to watch it live. So I'm I'm very for the stay up for the game scenario. But I, it actually is usually the reverse for me. It's actually, like, wake up super early to watch a game as opposed to getting up, staying up late, which I feel like, you know, that there's a parody there. Um, but, like, there have been scenarios in which, like, I have set alarms for 4.30 in the morning so that I can wake up and watch a Manchester City game. And, you know, I have slept through that alarm a couple of times, <laughs> I will admit. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but I have. And um, that's okay, because sometimes your body does take priority over the sporting event, but not often. I would say the sporting event takes priority if you have the wherewithal. Sounds like MG had a hard day. So, like a lot of days. Sounds like she's gonna have a lot of hard days. Yeah. Um, I I'm the same. My hardest, the harder thing for me is waking up. So like, seven thirty is usually the earliest for a Liverpool match. Um, I'm assuming you were in LA when you were waking up at four thirty for. I was in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and there have been days where I'm like, I just can't, or my body, my body when I wake up in the morning does is very convincing. Like it has a way of telling me that like, no, no, you don't have to, you, you'll be fine. And then I wake up and I'm like, what do you mean I'll be fine? I forgot to, how is that? How do I let myself, I like talk myself out of stuff. Um, 
I also feel like people make it sound like it's a lot easier to wake up early of like, whoa, you didn't wake up for that game. But then when it comes to staying up late at night, people are like, yeah, obviously it was too late. I had to go to bed. You're talking to somebody who has who stayed up for that uh, Red Sox game that went into like. So I think it was Sox Yankees and it went a million innings. 20, and it was just, it reached a point where we were crazy. like, why are we even still watching? But I did. But it's also you're talking to somebody who. um has no problems staying up all night. My actual issue is the falling asleep. So um, I agree with you, Ashley, in the sense that, like, if it's a game that means something, it's like a scenario in which, like, if they win, they're in or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. you got to fight through it and stay up. I also feel like fall asleep on the couch, who cares? Might as well fight it, fall asleep on the couch, and then you wake up on the couch and then you go to bed, which gets you two bedtimes. That's kind of nice when you're like, oh, I get to fall asleep again. Um, also, sometimes it's nice to just like take a vacation from your bed, sleep on the couch. Once yeah, in a while. I did that the other you know night. I, mean? I did that on Fourth of July because I was afraid of Myrtle of the fireworks going off in the middle of the night. So I slept out here on the couch with her. Um, it's like a nice little vacation, especially in quarantine. Nice little vacay. Yeah. You wake up somewhere else. You're like, is it over? No, it's still going. <laughs> going to be going forever. Um, but don't feel bad. The 10:30 start times on these NWSL games are lame. They're very stupid. Like, the big gap between the, the earlier game and the later game is very annoying. Mm. I understand I'm complaining about a sport, and we only have a couple right now, so we shouldn't complain. But it is annoying, so I totally get it. And your job sounds very hard physically, and so it's okay. Get your sleep. Asleep. Try your best. <laughs> Try your best, because they need all the support they can get. But, okay, you can sleep if you have to. Until we get down to it. Right. And then you better stay awake. Yeah. Coffee Agreed. or whatever you got to do. Stay awake. Take naps if you can, when you can. I've become a big nap advocate. Anyway, uh, great question. Love you, mean it. Uh, if you listening have a question, you can always leave off a voicemail. She says very angrily at <laughs> 860-506-5571. Hi. Hi. How are we doing? I'm great. How are you? How's guys? the house? Oh, it's so nice. We got a I mailbox see box today. Ooh. Yeah. You got a mailbox. Yeah, we didn't have one, which we That's, didn't realize when you move in. And we're like, oh, like we'll it just comes put it with in. the house. It didn't. Huh. And, uh, Did you get like a like a unique one? Like a please say house no. shaped please mailbox say no. or something? On I my on my block growing up, somebody had like a tennis anyone mailbox <laughs> oh and it just got it got hit with a baseball bat every other week. Oh, oh. man. No, I, I no. It's a Should pretty, it's a pretty standard. Funny, Jay. It's a pretty standard mailbox. Good, but right. uh, we didn't. We realized they're a little more complicated than you think. Why? Like, we're like, oh, you'll just put it there. I like, I don't know. I never thought about how to put a mailbox in before. Yeah. You have to like dig, dig a, a hole, pour concrete. There's like all these like <laughs> elevation like re- requirements and like distance from the curb and like all this. It's we're like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna pay somebody else to do that. They yeah. did a nice job. Can't they you just did, get one but, that goes on your house? Uh, I, I don't she, know. Do you, have a, do you have a front yard? Yeah. Yeah. So like so the the mailman the wrote on our Mine's mail on like, my house. You my need parents. a. Oh, they wrote it curbside. Yeah. Huh. I mean, we were probably gonna get one anyway. They did put the wrong like address in stickers on on the mailbox. I was like, that's okay. it's not. It's not the address we're going right. to rip that right off. Helpful. So you nailed about, you know, 60% of it. They did the part that you, you missed on the, you, yeah. They didn't do the part you could have easily done. Right. Which is cool. why we didn't really pitch a fit. We're like, okay. well, I'll fix that. 
So you got a mailbox. Mail big yeah. day. Big, big day for us. I'm going to send you a letter. <laughs> that would be fun, yeah. actually. Well, I got to get your address wrong and make sure it gets in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what's new with you? Guys? Are you still in New York? I'm here. I haven't found any houses to go live in. So I'm at my own house, which is okay. good. Um, yeah, everything's fine. Fourth of July, a lot of, a lot of just you know people lighting fireworks in the street. Let's talk about it. How me. at this point, who still? I'm I'm acknowledging that I am 33, and so I am over it, and that there are kids and whoever who still might need and enjoy. But who is still loving fireworks? I mean, I don't even like the spectacle of fireworks anymore. Like, even just like when you look at, like you see a couple and you're like, oh, that one's pretty. Or like, oh, that one's nice. But then eventually the explosion sound starts to get so unsettling that like the enjoyment of looking at them in the sky, especially when... (laughs) We were sitting, I was at my friend's terrace. We were all very distant from each other. And like little pieces of shrapnel would fall from the sky and like fall onto the terrace. Because they were literally lighting them from like the street next door. And so I'd be like, this is not worth, this is Mm. not worth it. I think firework efforts need to be coordinated and regulated. Like Mm. I think they're very pretty. It felt like this year they, they canceled a lot of fireworks to try to keep people from going outside. And all it did was keep there from being a start time and an mm-hmm. end time yeah. to the fireworks, which as a new dog owner, let me say, Yikes. I didn't fucking appreciate because it was just like, once it gets dark, just prepare for the fact that it's going to be all night. It was like 1 a.m. and they were still going off and there was no rhyme or reason. There was no way to prepare. There was no way to know if it was going to keep going or if it was done for the night, which is why I slept out here. Like, it was a lot. And I know people are sick of hearing about their dogs. But it was just, like, constant fireworks. And then Macy's or whoever it was announcing that they were going to do random ones throughout the week. These little pop-up firework shows. We got one in Hoboken. It was so loud and unannounced. And everybody was like, why would you think in this current social climate that that's a good Mm -hmm. idea to have an unannounced firework show? (sighs) It's like that 30 Rock episode where Jack does the Rockefeller Center salute to fireworks and everybody thought, they're like, what? What? No. what? What's happening? It's so uh, can, you, can you guys hear the ice cream truck going by my house? I can. Can you give me something? Do I live bomb, in the do suburbs. Have, do they have bomb pops? I don't like, know because the, the two times they've Ooh, gone by before. Do they have the Ninja Turtle one? The Ninja Turtle ice cream. The two times they've gone by before, they like go really fast. I'm like, you need to like leave people a chance to like get out. Just trying to finish up their roots so they can get back. It's real messed up. So my pitch for fireworks is (laughs) they all start at exactly the same time, like in a whole like town or city. They are from like nine to nine oh six, and it's only the finale. So everybody does yeah, the finale at the same finale. time, finale and then you're only. done. Yeah, you like hold your dog minutes. for like, oh, six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, good night, everyone. It should That's be it. like any other noise complaint and noise regulation. Like, I don't think you're allowed to, like, do construction at one in the morning. Mm. Actually, I've, in New York City, I have heard them do construction at insane hours of the night. But there's got to be some sort of ordinance of, like, you cannot just all night. Like, how can you call the cops on, like, my neighbor's having a loud party, but you can't say anything? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't know, even that's as I said question. the phrase, call the cops, I'm like, eh, that's testy right now. I just mean, like, how is there, you can call an authority and somebody can get in trouble for being too loud at a certain hour, but explosions outside are, like, <laughs> literal explosions. July. Like, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying, it's loud, and there's no way to plan your day against it. I'm with you on having, like, a start time and an end time. I'm also with you, we were talking about this on the 4th of July, because you texted and you're like, how's Myrtle holding up? Um... Italy, was it, that does silent fireworks? Yeah, there's some, there's a town in Italy that does, they're not like completely silent, but they're significantly quieter, like because of the dogs. Which I think, why not do that everywhere? If those exist, why don't we use those? What is the, I also don't understand how those work, but I also don't understand how fireworks work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they get Italy it to look like a smiley really face. Advancing it's advancing fireworks science. That's true. Well, we don't know if they invented it. We just know <laughs> no, that they use they them. Use so, it. I mean, okay. we don't want to give credit to Italy, although I'm always down for that. Right. And also, we can never thank them enough for spaghetti. So, so oh, true. Guys, there's a really, really, really good Italian restaurant by my new house. Ooh. It's dangerously good. We've already ordered so much spaghetti from I feel from like there. after the word dangerously, you have to say cheesy. <sighs> I don't know. That's just me, or just a Cheetos. I think that's just you. Yeah, it's you and Chester. Me yeah, and Chester. You Cheeto. and Chester both are. Yeah, okay. guys are on the same page. Bad, but anyway, no so tips. a dangerously good Italian restaurant. What's the yeah, thing you really get good. from there? Well, the first time I got the, I'm already gonna forget what it's called, but it's the one that has like the little pieces of prosciutto and like the cream sauce. Mm. I forget what it is, but it was really good. And mm-hmm. then this most recent time, I got fettuccine with carbonara and the yeah. Carbonara. Oh, pasta. Yeah. yeah. And then I recently, yesterday, got the shrimp with like the lemon, butter, garlic. Ooh. Mm. Oh. But the spaghetti and meatballs is incredible. Mm. Steve got broccoli rub, which is really like, we just, guys. Sounds good. It's an Italian place. Sounds, Sounds like good great. pasta. And it delivered? <laughs> she just kissed her finger. Uh, no, we drove there in our uh, suburb car. We have a nice. car. <laughs> suburbs. <laughs> Suburban. Crushing it. Uh, we drove there in our car. Yeah. The Ashley Brayman story. It was great. That sounds pretty neat. July, we like played outside in our yard with a hose. Whoa. I saw that. And by played outside in the yard, you mean that your child just sprayed you in the face with a hose? Sprayed me in the face. Mm. It It seemed fun. I wasn't in a bathing suit or anything. I was just out there to like, you know, solidarity. And then he's like, mommy play. (laughs) Sick. Love that. It actually felt wonderful. He's got wet t-shirt contest instincts. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, Matches his haircut. Um, oh, God. It's, it's better. <laughs> God, I fixed it. Kind of. I fixed it a little bit. I discovered I discovered a <laughs> music for dogs. Oh, yeah. There's like a playlist of music for dogs. It, there's some more hit or miss. Like some of them had bird noises in them. And I'm like, my dog loves birds. So you can't. But it's, she's just going like, where are they? I hear them. Um, but so I had to play it. I just played it really loud, which was a weird. I think the loudest spa music has ever been played was in my house on 4th of July because it had to like <laughs> drown out the booming. But also, uh, it was just that very like ambient, like uh, music. Oh, so, and so it was like, like little bell. No, it was very Why funny. Would, a lot of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, it was, um, no, it was like. It was like calming, a lot of, a lot of rough riders anthem, massage sorry. music, and uh, and we just had it on so loud. I'm like, anybody walking by my apartment must be like, what the fuck? They're having the 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 softest massage. Um, but yeah, that was a fun experience. So I just played video games, but with headphones on, and then turned her music on so that the music, the sound from the video game, would come through my headphones, and she could just listen to her dog music. It worked pretty well. Calmed her down a lot. 
She was scared a couple times. She hated the flyover the most, which I don't know what yours was like, but the flyover here in Hoboken was like five rounds. It was just like cool planes and then another set of cool planes and each one was louder than the next one. And, uh, and look, love the troops, known respecter of said troops. I don't need that. It's scary to me. I don't where it's know like, why check out this that. military force that we have. Also, your dog is terrified. Myrtle was scared for the next hour and a half after they flew by because there were so many that she was like, there's got to be more coming. Like her food is usually by the door and she wouldn't go towards it. I'm telling you, my dog not going towards food is, a, is rare. Yeah. Uh, and it was, she was that scared. So I had to like rearrange the furniture for the rest of the day and I closed oh. the blinds at like, or the curtains at like, three and didn't open them back up because I didn't want her to freak out it's such a weird practice because you think that's like a that's a visual medium right like it's cool when you can see it when it's like blue angels you're like oh cool look that looks awesome but when it's just over your house and you can't really like see it like, I mean, we could we have loud. a pretty good view. Loud. I actually thought about that where I was like, oh, if I lived in the city, you probably might not be able to see. I have a good view of the sky. They flew right by. It was very cool looking. But it also is like, whoa, those are really scary looking planes. What are what are we using those for? Mm. Who's <laughs> what? I bet other people when they see them come and don't feel joy and excitement. Uh, <laughs> this is scary. I feel yeah. scared. It also seems expensive. And that. You should go get ice cream. He's he knows. He heard you talking. He, he, yeah, he can tell. He's like, let's go back. That lady wanted a screwball. Mm. That's what those were called, right? The the ones that are like a comb, but the bottom had a gumball in them. Oh yeah, it was pink. I've never even heard of that. Oh my god, that was what that I would get good. every time. I had an ice so cream good. cone the other day, and it was incredible. Oh. Just like wish. regular ice cream. Like I so went no, to an ice cream place. It wasn't regular. What, got... what flavor did you get, Jay? Oh, God. It was definitely like bee pollen. <laughs> what was it, Jay? It was vegan mint chip ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. What's vegan ice cream made out of? Pardon my ignorance. Um, I believe this one was made out of dreams. coconut milk, I want to say. Mm. Um, but you can make it out of all sorts of different nut milks, cashew milk, mm. almond milk. I hate the phrase nut milk so much. <laughs> So uh, anyhow, excuse that um, that okay. interruption. I just feel like nut milk doesn't um, have the creaminess factor <laughs> that is necessary for ice cream. Ice cream yeah. is like eight different dairy products. I would, I would, I mean, this is by and large the one that I had is like definitely the, the best, not nuttiest, the best vegan the ice cream I've, I've ever had oh. in my life. It's okay. Like, it was very, very good. And this it, this one brand How is many vegan ice vegan creams one. have you? You don't want the answer to that it's, question. It's lots a lot. I've had a lot. But I'm, Jay, a, like, I'm a 30-something-year-old Jewish here's man. I've impor- got problems with dairy. It's here's, normal. I was going to say, here's the, mo- <laughs> the more important uh, question. Are you vegan? No. Okay. So then why Because like a whole-ass thing of ice cream gives me a little tummy but something. can't you get like isn't there ice cream for lactose intolerant people that isn't full-on vegan sure but what's the difference like if i'm gonna I don't have know, lactose but it feels ice cream like there's... if i'm gonna have vegan ice cream that, like the amount you can of, put chicken in one the amount of good <laughs> vegan option ice cream versus like lactose free ice cream i feel like there's a lot more vegan options yeah but you couldn't get cookie dough in a vegan ice cream yeah you can they make cookie dough yes but you like, couldn't get 
cookie. You could get vegan cookie dough, but you could Yeah, but I would I would venture dough. to guess that the cookie doughs that are involved in cookie dough ice cream probably don't have eggs in them either because they probably wouldn't be well, shelf stable. You'd be venturing to guess, you wouldn't know for sure. So Yeah, well that's what I always do. So it's pretty, that's pretty true. par for the course. It's not wrong. <laughs> uh what else? Anything we do have an official Potter show business announcement to make that we've all been putting off making. We could put it off longer if we wanted to. Okay. No, I Do you want should, to? I think we should make it. We could put it off for a couple more weeks. Yeah, that that's many. about as long as you could put it off for. Um, so... I... This is fun. Just people, uh, us all trying to figure out who's going to say it and how we're going to say it. For... Let's all say it at the same time. <laughs> okay, ready? One, two, I'm not going to say it. We're losing Jay. Yes, I said that by myself. Oh, wow. You did. Yeah. Thanks, we guys. tricked you. I, was, you just I just wanted to see what happened. Me too. Out to dry. Hated that. Hated saying it out loud. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the unfortunate reality. Um, why? Because policies are terrible. We when we signed up for the Always Late with Katie Nolan staff, a lot of our team was contract based. And just the way, like, legally, that number of times you can renew a contract and blah, blah, blah. Like, we're not allowed to renew Jay's contract. So... I still don't understand that. I'm going to be honest. I uh, don't either. We pushed back a hundred times. I know. I'm not saying... I'm just saying if I were listening to this podcast, that wouldn't clear it up for me. That would make me more confused. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, Ashley has been, you know, nonstop pushing back on this for a while. And with everything going on with coronavirus and all that, that certainly has not made it easier to argue uh you know against losing an employee and so uh we have jay now for two three more weeks through july right yeah yeah through july and then um we don't beach house in the sky (laughs) well he's not dying (laughs) i'm not gonna die (laughs) rest in the most peace please don't die jay be on your on this podcast anymore, which is a really big, I'm, I'm very disappointed. Um, and I, uh, you know, have, I, this is hard to say without becoming emotional, but like, it's just, it's, this has been such a joy and a dream and I love you guys so much and I'm going to be really sad to not be your teammate anymore. Um, and that's going to suck. So it's been great to pretend like it's not going to happen. And now that it is I wish we were still doing that. I'll happening. be honest. Yeah. We're only a couple minutes in here and I'm like, let's go back. We could still go back yeah. to pretending it's not going to happen. But we didn't want to, um, you know, Jay was like, we don't want to blindside the listeners and have it just be a thing where they disappear, which did happen before and wasn't um, because we were hiding it. It was genuinely we were blindsided. Um so, Jay, I can always promise you we will never bleep out your name yeah, moving forward. I, I appreciate that. Um, um, who would do the bleeping? I think it's the, I, that's a great <laughs> question. I was going to say, this also, this also, this other sa- sad side <laughs> of things is that we have no idea um, if we're getting, I would assume, based on just prior experience with um, when people have to go in this company, that we're not probably getting a replacement, Jay. Uh, therefore, Ashley and I have a lot of learning to do mm. about uh, stuff. And we can have a webinar. I can teach you guys a couple from. tricks. Yeah, we could have a webinar. Or the jobs that are job positions could just continue to exist and remain filled by people qualified to do them is the other side of that coin. Um, 
But alas, webinar it is. We'll have a webinar. <laughs> I'll download something and I'll probably screw it up. Nah. Can't I can't wait. You're gonna do sore. <laughs> yeah, I will be very sore. You're absolutely right. Um, when we while we have you, let's have a fun pod. I said this before the in our little pre-pod chat. But I'll say it here. I keep looking for these like fun stories of like, okay, we all accept that uh, things are the way that they are. Where are the fun little headlines we can talk about? Because when sports are on regularly, we don't talk about the sports as much as we talk about the fun little headlines that pop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of like, okay, this is the way things are. Assume this is just regular now. So stop talking about the thing and let's talk about the fun stuff. There isn't any fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And if there is, it's like tied back to... Mm-hmm. the virus so uh i think this week we're going to spend the first half of the podcast doing what we usually do catching us up on sports and when they're going to be back and the ones that are back what's going on with them and then second half ashley said that she might have a game and i, I jumped I at the opportunity the- <laughs> i jumped at the opportunity to do something that isn't talking about this friggin' virus because i'm losing my mind I'm losing my mind. I'm getting angry at people. I'm like, just stay inside and we can have our sports back. But people won't do that. And I have to stop raging against that and have to accept it because it is making me physically ill and I can't do this anymore. I'm going nuts. So I think we should just play a game. And then somebody recommended on Twitter that when we did our decom bracket, we were just ahead of our time because now is the perfect time for like watch something and review it. And I think that like, if you want to, Jay, for like the next two weeks of this podcast, we should do like a fun theme that we don't have to do the other stuff during. French movies. I couldn't well, I agree. Don't. Why <laughs> would you pick that? I think for not. Jay. No, that's very kind, but I don't think that's good content. Um, uh, yeah, I would love that. I think Maybe that's a great we idea. Just we'll like do pick- some fun stuff for the next two weeks and... Yeah, whether it's we um, each like pick our own, pick a sports movie that we want to watch and review. I don't know what it is, but we got it. We should just do. I need something to do that doesn't feel depressing when I'm doing it. You know what I mean? It's like you were saying, Ashley, with flow and the Legos. Mm-hmm. Where like I just need something that isn't even in the doing of it feels sad. It's just I need something to kind of be distracting that we can then turn into something really fun and entertaining. And if we have to make it sports then we can do something. I don't know what it is. I just can't every week be like, so how much closer are we to baseball coming back? So is the NFL going to have a season? It's just like, blah, blah, blah. Well, as you do know, Katie, we do have to make it sports. That is in our, you know, mandate as yeah. this podcast. It is very Well, also in the mandate of this podcast are- is that three people are on it. So, you know, you'd think <laughs> that if we, rules can be broken. <laughs> So Ashley, you have a get. My point was, you have a game for the second half of this podcast. Yeah, kind of. Sure, I'll explain it. <laughs> Here's the thing: that was the pitch I was given, and I still was like, "Yep, I'm in. Let's do it." Like, <laughs> this could be an absolute mess. She's like, "I have a list oh of things, God. and you have to guess them." And I'm like, yeah. "I don't sure." She's like, "I don't know if it's gonna be that good. Don't care. We're gonna do it for the second half of the podcast." <laughs> I'm just gutted. I'm just gutted. It has to go. It has to go up at the end, even though it's the end of the ad read. Yeah, I, she has never gone down. Never. Well. <laughs> at the end of a sentence. Nice. I mean. yeah. Okay, big news. Uh, what, oh, what's up? Can I give a MeUndies fun fact? Yeah. When I moved, I threw out every pair of underwear that wasn't MeUndies. Yeah, I that's... Mean exclusively uh, MeUndies. It's I'm, funny, I'm my, with MeUndies. my drawer so has good. become overtaken by them to the point where if I open my drawer and I don't see any MeUndies, I'm like, oh, it's time to do laundry. Even though there's other underwear still in there, I'm like, yeah, I gotta do laundry. I gotta wear my MeUndies. 
So yeah, Marie really Kondo had other underwear. Yeah, I did that with socks yeah. recently, but I'm That's the best thing up. about moving is like, you're like, oh, hey, all the stuff that I have, goodbye. Yeah. And also getting a so bunch great. of space, whereas before you had none. It's another good thing about moving. I mean, that also sounds nice, yes. Uh, the biggest news, non-pandemic related in the sense that if you assume there's going to be an NFL season uh, or any NFL seasons to come, Patrick Mahomes got paid. Got that money. Collect um, Secure the bag? What is it? Yeah. Secure the bag. Yes, Ashley. If you have to ask, I mean, maybe just I was don't say, say it. collect the bag with that No, garbage. that's you why you have to say He did joke. not pass go. <laughs> he collected the bag. He did. Um, again, season not going to pass go. Uh, I had to talk about this on uh, Highly Questionable today, and Mina was going to be on the show, which means I did a bunch of research, because I'm like, how can you be on a show with Mina Kimes and try to discuss salary cap? Because mm. that is always the thing about NFL contracts that gets so confusing. And I feel like you either understand it or you pretend you understand it, but I don't think anyone ever takes the time to be like, yeah, this is how that works. And I still don't really understand the cap implications and how any of that works. What I do know is that in this extension, which is a 10-year extension, and there's still two years left in his deal, so it's technically 12 years, um, in the first year of uh, the way that the whole thing is structured, the change in the cap hit is essentially nothing. Um, so he got this gigantic contract. It's like over $500 million, uh, and extremely long in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not changing the hit to the cap at the beginning of his contract, which is crazy and an, like an insane thing to do the other thing about this contract that apparently is the like game changer about it obviously it being 10 years and 500 million dollars is like the largest contract in sports but uh the actual like meat of it that makes it interesting is called the guarantee mechanism so usually guaranteed money is like the money that you sign and you're absolutely getting but there's also something that's called like essentially guaranteed which um So when the league year starts in March, a lot of contracts will be like, okay, your money is guaranteed as of the third day of the league year or the first day of the league year. And they'll do that so that they can know, players can know if they're going to be cut while there's still free agency money to be had. So like if your team doesn't want you anymore and they let you know on the first uh, that you're that you're not around, then you can go get more money. You know what I mean? Whereas if they hold you till the season and then they cut you and your money didn't guarantee, so like that's what it normally is. Then they're like the essentially guaranteed is a lot of players will have the year after guarantee the year before. So it'll be mm-hmm. like okay, it's it's 2020, March of 2020. Your salary for 2021 guarantees the first day of the season of 2020. Which like means you get that money if you're still on the roster as of that day, which is an interesting. It makes it essentially guaranteed. What happens with Mahomes' contract? The first three years, this is as I understand it, after reading a lot of Bill Barnwell, uh, 2020, <laughs> 2021, and 2022, plus his signing bonus of 10 million, um, were all guaranteed at signing his salary and his bonus. Uh, so he gets those three years guaranteed. And I believe his total guaranteed money for that was $141.4 million. Then for 2023, 2024, and 2025, those salaries will guarantee two years before them. So in 2021, his 2023 salary becomes guaranteed. The third day of the season. So in in the season, quote unquote, starts in March. So it is like two years ahead guaranteeing him the money 
And then mm-hmm. after the three seasons, the seasons after that are all a year before. So like it's this crazy guarantee structure that really like protects him and makes it really difficult for the Chiefs to cut him. Now the other side of it is with this 10-year deal, most likely, uh, I think the big money year is 2027. That would be the year that he would make his $10 million for his base salary, but he would get $49.4 million in roster bonuses. So I think by 2027, the team is going to essentially either, if he's doing well, re-sign him to a different contract or cut him or whatever. But like that's the year that a lot of people are saying he's not going to make it past that year under this deal anyway. Because Mm -hmm. a 10-year deal uh, in 10 years... Which is funny because Pat Mahomes in 10 years is going to be as old as I am. It's 34. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, uh, in 10 years, the NFL could renegotiate new TV contracts, which means the cap could go up, which means, you know, his money is essentially a percentage of the cap. It's just like a lot of it is, there's no, there's, it would be very strange and a complete anomaly for a 10-year contract to actually mean that for 10 years, he's going to play under this contract for this team. Um but it got them this headline of like 10 years, $500 million, which is a lot of money. And mm-hmm. it also reminded us of the fun fact that in the NFL, in terms of earning how much people have earned, nobody in the history of the league has earned more than Eli Manning. <laughs> $252.3 dollars Can't spell elite without Eli. I mean, oh, you man. could. No. <laughs> it would be tough. <laughs> I'm I'm just excited Jerry Jones has to read this headline and Dak's now sitting there like, all right, man, my well, so turn. Well, so my first thought was that because of this 10-year, uh, $500 million headline, it almost takes pressure off of the Cowboys because it's like that's clearly an anomaly contract. That's not something that's easily comparable to like if he had set the bar higher in terms of the uh, – if it was like a position-setting uh, deal, then I think that like it would be – easier for Dak to be like look at how much money he got you know if he signed up the Cowboys want Dak they're the place where they're not agreeing is that they want Dak to sign a longer deal and mm, he wants right. a shorter deal so this almost is like I don't know it almost is like it makes their point like well Mahomes signed a 10-year deal but it, right. It, you're right it also makes Dak's point of like give me more money what I found really helpful was in the Bill Barnwell article on ESPN.com, he breaks down, like, if you assume it as a six-year contract and you take his money over those six years, and then you compare it to, like, the comparable QBs from the, like, first-round quarterbacks since the new rookie deal, um, which is, like, Goff, Wentz, Dak, and uh, Watson, then you – it actually looks m- – not as insane. The, like, he could have gotten more money if he took a shorter deal. Um, I'm not doing a good job of explaining it because numbers are very hard for me to talk about. But it's yeah. like, if you look at it, they, he puts it in a chart where it's like, over the six years, this is what Dak would earn. I mean, this is what um, Mahomes would earn. This is what the others are earning. Um, but, like, in 2025, also of note, Goff, Wentz, Prescott, Watson, all should be getting new deals. Right. Which will reset the market, which mm-hmm. will probably uh, pave the way for Mahomes to renegotiate. Which I think is like, I I haven't dived as deep as it seems that you have. I tend Try. to like, 
read Barnwell headlines and then maybe like the first paragraph or two. And he's like, here, let me do all this explanation of like why this is actually a good deal for both. It's crazy. Mahomes and the team. And you're like, okay, that's the takeaway I needed. This is actually pretty good for the Chiefs. And then you can just like spitball as to like why. But like with the way that like all the numbers break down with the cap, you're like, this isn't, it's not like they're getting robbed to keep Mahomes. Yeah. Like they both got what they wanted. Yeah. And now of course the conversation is like, uh, it, can they build a dynasty with, you know, this long of a contract and a quarterback? We always give teams shit when they won't just pay their quarterback. Then they right. do, and we're like, well, now are you going to have enough to... Oh, God, I just got a Twitter notification. Doug Gottlieb is broadcasting live. Deshaun Jackson, thoughts? No, thanks. Um, thanks. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's where it's at. All that being said, um, it's an insane fucking contract. 10 years, $500 million. I mean, but the other thing that Barnwell mentions in an article that I read was like, he's the only player, this might not have been Barnwell, I read a lot and I don't remember any of it, but it's like he's, this is really, Mahomes is really the only player that this deal would make sense for. Mm -hmm. Like makes perfect sense because you can't give it to anybody who's going to be too old by the time a 10 year deal is over. And you can't give it to anybody who hasn't proven themselves as like absolutely worth it to back the Brinks truck up to their house for. Mahomes is like this perfect, like he's young, he's been insane. Uh, it makes sense. This is the perfect deal. For yeah, him. You're, not, you're not giving it for, to Mitch Trubisky. I don't think other, you should give it to Mitch for Trubisky. one other quarterback who is the uh, Lamar is probably the only other time, is the only other person you would discuss it with. But his, but right, sure, sure. But the way that he plays, the way that you prefer him to play, Jay specifically, you said on this podcast that you prefer when he doesn't throw it, uh, instead he runs it. I, I the way that he plays, before there. the way that Lamar Jackson, the way that you, Jay, classified Lamar Jackson's play style, um, I would say, does not lend itself to a contract that would really screw a team over if they were to get injured. And you, Jay, as you've always said, prefer nope. him when he's running. And that means no, he's putting his body No, I think he's a mobile there. quarterback. So, but, no, I mean, um, we don't have to retread the same, just like you want Lamar to, just retread the same steps of uh, again, I think you're running, uh, only on really the ground. Really overstepping. Um, Am I? Or is or is Lamar understepping? Do we want no, him stepping Lamar is, uh, Lamar is doing a great job across <laughs> the board. He, can, right. he should just continue doing him. Sure. He's the most incredible quarterback in the league. So on the ground, as you said. He deserves all that money. <laughs> on the ground, in the air. In the on, air is what Ashley every, has said. Everywhere else. On the ground was your opinion famously. Um, he is a great quarterback on the ground, in the air, I think, and, every, and off the field as well. well I think that was uh, the last team time leader. that Ashley was like, hey, I have a game. Remember, it was like, let's pick a Super Bowl winner, and it was actually mm-hmm. really bad. And yeah, it was just yeah. like really long and drawn out, and but like, what we weren't we experts. Pick? We picked the correct team. We picked the Thank Chiefs. Woot, woot. So that's that's a good tease for today's this afternoon's game. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, so there's all the fun news. Uh, in other football news, Washington reportedly thinking about changing their name. Finally, uh, and now I saw Cleveland is too. Have any of the other teams uh, come out and said they're thinking about it? I don't. Know. None of the other. Uh, Native American themed teams have said anything yet. Two days ago, Atlanta unlikely to consider name change. Okay. Um, I don't know about where the other ones are at. 
All right. Well, uh, famously, everyone remembers, just like we remember that Jay said that Lamar Jackson's only good on the ground. Uh, Dan no, Snyder in 2013 said, true. we'll never change the name. It's that simple. Never. You can use caps. Uh, and then uh, FedEx recently was like, change your name. And they were like, well, we're going to talk. We're, you, we'll, we'll work on it. Uh, and Nike pulled Washington gear from their stores. Look, great news. Long time coming. But you're, it, you'll be hard-pressed to find gratitude from me for Dan Snyder for waiting this fucking long. And, like I just said, going out of his way in the past to insist that this name will never change. Uh, and, like, you know, doubling down on it through ceremonies and, like, paid research that was to skew the public opinion on the name for so many years and now that money now that money and advertisers are like we're not doing this we want you to change this now he's like we're gonna look into it um it's hard for me to be like yeah i think i mean my my applause goes to fedex and nike like it's i think what we've learned is that it takes it takes the people who have control of the dollars to force the change well he was never gonna do it he was he said that in caps he was never gonna do it so like if you have these big brands coming through to like take a stand like oh cool this is what forces change and now we have a model for when we need it to happen again later i think what frustrates me is that like nike and fedex should have done it sooner yeah i don't want to do that (laughs) thing where it's like once somebody finally does the right thing you can't be like why didn't you do it sooner but just because we're discussing it openly on this podcast as friends it just, like, it gives the other side, the people who are like, everything's too PC, cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. Not the people who have, like, reasoned um, disagreements or, like, reasoned criticism on cancel culture, which some aspects of have gotten out of control. But people that just think altogether anything bad that happens to anybody who's done bad stuff in the past is bad. Um, when when these companies wait until a moment where people are speaking out, it, it it almost gives those people fuel for their, like, this is just outrage culture. You know what mm. I mean? It's like FedEx, this has always been a problem. What has changed between then and now that now you're not okay with it? Like, the reason that Washington is, is the one that did it, that's the one being attacked first. I know there's a lot of teams named after Native Americans. The Washington team name is not in any way, couldn't be argued in any way that it's honorable, that it's honoring the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just blatantly disrespectful and shouldn't be something we have to, we shouldn't have to even decide whether or not we're going to say it as people who work in sports. We shouldn't have to have a discussion of like, are we going to call them the Washington team? Like, I don't want to have to, I want to be able to call a team by their name and that name is an uncomfortable name. And like, the fact that we, everybody was just fine with it, but now they're not. I don't even really know what I'm saying. I just feel like, well, I think, like people will be able to be like, oh, people are just being oversensitive now. You guys ruin well, everything. And it's like, that's not what it should have been done forever ago. It should have. But from like the FedEx perspective, I think they were probably, they were waiting for a time, I guess, when it was like less risky. So like, say you're FedEx and you're like, we're not going to pay for your stadium unless you change your, your name. And this is 10 years ago. 
And Dan Snyder's like, fine, then we'll have somebody else sponsor our stadium. Whereas yeah. like now if FedEx comes out and says that, nobody, no other company is going to be like, hey, we'll do it. Because now yeah. they look like the a-holes. Yeah. So it's like, it's like got to be I a good balance. I guess it's frustrating that it's like, I get that. And you're absolutely right. It's just, I guess, uh, defeating that that's how the world works. That you have to wait until everybody agrees or the majority of people loudly agree that it's bad before you can make any sort of a move i do think you're totally right it's but it is also like you know it's nice that people did this like this this was caused because enough people said like no this is not okay anymore and that's why fedex was willing to take a stand and i think i would say probably nike pulling their gear from their store is maybe even like more of a reason to to change the name than even their their stadium sponsor like oh, your revenue is actually going to get affected. And it's like one of the ways that we as individuals can actually feel in power when everything is like completely, where we feel completely powerless from so many perspectives. Like everybody's like, you know, voting is great and those things are great, but like what you actually spend your money on does kind of matter in this roundabout way. And that's important too. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I've uh. seen some really cool logo and team name suggestions on Twitter. Have you guys seen any of those? No. The the coolest one, go look it up. The coolest one I saw was the Washington Red Tails. Which oh yeah, I, the Red Tails is cool. Um, I, gosh, I don't want to get it wrong, but I believe it's honoring like, um, a, I don't know if the word's battalion. I don't know airmen, if it's battalion. It yeah, well, the first like black airmen. I'm going to look it up. I was going to say a battalion of airmen. But well, that, let's I don't see how wrong you are. Right. If you're wrong, Ashley, you're f***ing canceled. I am The Red Tails. Yeah. Oh, are they just the Tuskegee Airmen? Is that what they were? Yeah, it's a group yeah. of Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, a group. This is a group of African-American United States Army Not Air a Forces. <laughs> Servicemen. Well, I don't know what a battalion is. I think battalion's is. on the ground. I think those are foot soldiers. I'm, you know what? They're a fleet. We'll, I'll dive into it later. Look at the look at the logo design though. It's awesome. Them while also not knowing everything about them. Well, you know what? This would also fit perfectly with um, Dan Snyder's weird insistence on including the military in his statement about how they're going to review the team name. Like we will continue to uh, uphold our team values of honoring the military, which was like, I'm sorry, your football team. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of the goals of your football team is to honor the military. It should be to win football games. And that's not to say that you should um, disrespect the military. It's just like that should be, you should say that your goal, it explains a lot about your team that you forget that one of your goals should be f- uh, like field goals and also touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they name them the Red Tails, <laughs> well then, Check look at you. Boxes. Look at all those boxes. Those weird all those boxes that you checked. included, they're checked. <laughs> I found an article about um, all the names that people in Cleveland want. <laughs> the only one that I'm going to mention is the Cleveland Rocks for the True Carey oh, that's Show. That's really funny. That's like the Washington Monuments, which I was like, oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Look, whatever. Just change it. And if you're that upset about a team name, I can't. I, can't, I don't know what to. I don't know what to tell you. You still There's get been... the team. Yeah, you, you do still get the team. Have the, they're not, your team's not moving. You get to keep right. the team. Yeah, some you of us don't have teams keep, because of that. You can't keep the bad stuff. 
the blatantly, obviously bad stuff. I googled <laughs> Red Tails Battalion. Ah, Squadron, actually. Squadron! Squadron. That's what I was looking for. That you were looking for. Wow. I want to see what a battalion is while you guys are talking. Yeah, Great. it's not a bad idea. Seems relevant. Look it up. This also says regiment. The word regiment is used a lot, but I confuse that with regiment, and, and then I sound real dumb. Hmm. Which a I large did body of troops ready for battle, especially an infantry unit. Yeah. That see that introduced now. What's an infantry? A baby baby army? Like, no, infantry is foot soldiers. I feel like we. Oh, I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> soldiers marching or fighting on foot is an infantry. <laughs> They're crawling. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, it is we weird. Should move infantry on. walk because an infant can't. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so name changing. That's happening. Uh, maybe a review. I wonder how long that'll take. Uh, basketball. The Bucks and the Clippers shut down their practice facilities because of coronavirus testing and uh, not going to open it back up for workouts before they leave for the bubble on Thursday. <laughs> so that sounds like it's going well. Super strong. I believe, is it MLS? A team has dropped out. I think it was Dallas. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, but they were already in the bubble when they tested negative, which seems like the bubble has popped. Uh, <laughs> seems like the opposite of the point of a bubble. So that's yeah. getting messy, which is and then, um, not great. What's a? Oh, geez. Go ahead, Ash. You got this. Um, You're gonna have to get more comfortable just saying things you think are true because Jay's leaving. Yeah, it's uh, to do it. The the Carlos Vela Vela yeah. he just dropped yeah. out too. Oh, he, 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 he's he, on LAFC. And he's ah. like the star of their team, and Oof. he decided not to attend. Well, cool. He led uh, the league in goals last year. And Dinwiddie yeah, is that. not going to the Nets because of his coronavirus, I think I saw on ESPN.com. Dwight Howard says he's going to join the Lakers in the bubble in Orlando, but he's going to donate his salary, um, which is great. Good for him. Estimated $700,000 to uh, push his Breathe Again initiative. So good for Dwight Howard. But also just in general, seeming like the bubbles, not great. I also saw and didn't click on, because mental health is important, that they were thinking about making a second bubble for all the teams that weren't invited to the NBA bubble oh, in gosh. Orlando oh, so that yeah. those That's teams could news. basically play like an NIT. And Here's it's, the thing. What are we doing? <laughs> if the Knicks don't get a chance to play eight games, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed. I want to see the Knicks play the Bulls. Bubble. Who doesn't want to see that? Uh, it's just, it's... are we not, do we not understand? <laughs> I was thinking about this with college football because uh, we all know I'm a lifelong LSU fan. But before yes. life started last year, <laughs> I that. wasn't, um, I'm not, a, college football is not really my bag that I secure. So like, <laughs> I haven't really, but it's like, it, it it seems like the most clear example of like, nah, we can't have that. So like the, earlier this week, Harvard announced that like all classes are online, still yeah. going to charge full tuition, which is sick. So I did see a couple weeks ago a teacher make the argument that like not making, not charging full tuition means that the teachers don't get paid as much, and the teachers are supposed to be the reason you pick a school. 
but most kids pick schools because of all the other things that are there. And so they don't understand how much of their tuition is actually going towards teachers. So cutting tuition for online classes actually isn't fair. But at the same time, it's like, I remember that bill and how that bill breaks down. And a lot of it goes to all these different programs that they now do not have any access to. So it going down a little would make sense. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Point is, if Harvard's going to completely online classes and other schools essentially may or may not follow suit, how can you argue that unpaid volunteers without a union or representation of any kind, which means that their, uh, that their needs and their whatever need to be met by the NCAA, LOL, that's not going to happen. Um, how can you argue that they need to come back and play games? And there's been conversations about moving the season to the spring. There's been conversations about shortening the season to like 10 games or making them all conference. I heard Feinbaum talking about that. And it just seems to me like of all the sports, college football should be the one that's like, yeah, we're going to sit this one out. Uh, we'll see you next year. And the fact that they have not done that yet is wild to me. I was uh, trying to Google it while you were talking, but I know there are examples, I just can't find them right now, of campuses that are only open for athletes where the general student body is like, no, it's not safe for you guys to come back, but you Division One athletes, you guys come and sign these coronavirus waivers so we can get that started just, making that again, money. That you just have to trust was reviewed and is the right thing to do. And these are kids yeah some of them are probably legally adults i don't remember how ages work in college but like you yeah, it's still they're young enough that like you know baseball was held back by the the players being like no no you're trying to screw us over and we see it and we're not doing it until this happens they don't have anybody fighting for them in that way these are just kids who probably are on like group text threads being like is this a good mm -hmm. should we do this but there isn't this central body of like don't worry we're looking out for you we're not going to let you sign something stupid and so they're basically being told to be yeah but they're basically <laughs> being told like you're 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 either going to play college football or you're not are you really going to choose to not like I'm sure they're using that like, this is your life dream. This is your ticket out. Here's the thing. If it's your ticket out and you get coronavirus, something that we don't necessarily know and understand the long-term effects of, you could be fine, but you might have like a lifelong decreased lung capacity that might end up taking away your ticket to making money in the future based off of your football talent. You could be ruining a future draft class of athletes by subjecting them to coronavirus and being like, well, it only kills old people. And it's like, that's their yeah. future. They're making the whole promise of college athletics is that like, well, someday they're going to be able to make life-changing money. So nobody feels bad for them when they don't. I obviously don't agree with that mindset, but it's one that seems to make a lot of people who watch college football comfortable. Which is that like, well, they're gonna... Also, like, spoiler alert, like many of those players do not go on to most go of the to most. professional Most league. of them don't. So... Uh... But I'm saying if you can, if you, if even that's your view, if you're at the point where like even that to you is like, yeah, that's whatever. To, so then you're taking away potentially their ability to earn money in the future. How can you possibly just be like, yeah, of course we need college football this season. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I think the, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. The part that, and I, I feel like every week. I'm like, well, the part that's really concerning to me, like, oh, this is troubling, but here's the one thing that's really standing out. <laughs> For me this week, it's how things have been handled so far with MLB. Like they've gone into the bubble and we thought they had stuff like buttoned up in a way that like, did we? 
I mean, <laughs> this, this is supposed to be the easy part of what we're going through. And so far, like, it's a mess. Like, Sean Doolittle and Chris Bryant have come out and, like, said... Uh, said some stuff to reporters on Sunday and Monday that like the nationals haven't received their PPE equipment. So like they don't have the N95 masks. They don't have gloves. Players are supposed to be getting tested every other day. But Chris Bryan said some people showed up, got tested when they got there, waited a week until they got tested again. And then you take like two days until the results come back. So you're there for nine days without knowing whether or not you might have it. Um, Some of the tests Like the uh, MLB put out a statement saying like, hey, we sent everything off to the Utah lab and like we've got like 98% of the results back so far. You're like, but what about those other 2%? That's 86 players. And if one of them, 10 of them. one of them has it, you're all screwed. Because you may not have the test result back for nine more days. Like what are you guys doing? It's just, it's bonkers. Like this is, they're not even traveling right now. It's just, if they, Bryant specifically said that you know, he he doesn't know if he feels safe. And, like, players are, aren't going to sit out. They're going to opt out. Like, I didn't Mike Trout say that he might? Yeah, because his yeah. wife's pregnant. It's just, I, we need an example of somebody doing it right. Yeah. That every What's other wild is that can we do have We do have an example. Yeah, British but... soccer teams. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, but their country also did it different we need we need a domestic because this is the thing i was saying today that like it's crazy to me the nfl is just acting like the season's gonna happen like i've said this before in the podcast i'm saying this to bamani i was like you know they've had longer than everybody else to get prepared for this moment and they haven't done anything to prepare for it and he goes yeah but they just assumed they wouldn't have to worry about it because they were told nationally by leadership that they weren't going to have to worry about it. And I mean, if we get into the nitty gritty, if there were one league that were to believe leadership um, more than most, you'd say it's probably the NFL. They've got the closer relationship uh, with the current government. So like, he has a point where he's like, yeah, they could have been preparing for it, but it would have been wasted work. They were told that this wasn't going to be a problem. And now it is. So it's like English soccer, watching other countries come back and look at us and being like, what are you guys fucking? doing it's actually so depressing it's just so it's like embarrassing of like yeah what yeah. are we doing and it's, then i it, it's frustrating because it's like what am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing what right. are we doing not that and yeah. it doesn't it's, matter what i'm doing because of what we're doing it's hard too because you know it's we're such a bigger country like there's you know 10 times as many people here than there are in england um so it's like you know it's tougher to manage but that's another story for a different time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like when they released the um, like the opening day schedule and everything, like all the all the baseball matchups, which they did like, this weekend, while people were like, "I haven't gotten my." Test I know everyone's yet. like so excited, and I'm like, I don't know how to feel. Like I want to watch baseball. I love watching baseball on TV in the summer. I love watching baseball in person in the summer. But like, I, I don't. It's just such a weird. It's such a weird mix of anxiety and like trepidation about about it all coming back it reminds me it's not at all the same but it reminds me of when we all kind of came to grips with cte and how Ah. we all had to be like okay i'm loving a sport that we now know medically is and i don't even think we fully come to grips with it but it's one of those things where you it, it still sits weird and feels uncomfortable where you're like the thing i love so much 
and the thing I support, which is like I support the athletes, but also I'm, I'm, it's killing them. And so it's like mm-hmm. the coronavirus thing is like, look, I think a lot of people talk about us in sports and people who cover sports that are covering it from a negative standpoint right now, saying that like baseball shouldn't come back and basketball shouldn't come back. And I think there are a lot of just like average everyday American sports fans who are like, I want my sports coverage to want sports to come back. Why are you all being so negative? Why can't you give me some good news? Why aren't you rooting for the season to come back? I think it's important that we're clear that like, I would love nothing more than to be able to watch a baseball game or a hockey game or a football game. It would make my life just from a, a routine standpoint, my mental health would improve it wouldn't be perfect it would improve because it would be like ah this is what life used to be like this is what normal life is i'd sit on the couch and watch sports and the lack of sports has been doing some shit to my brain that's getting very toxic i would love for sports to come back but you reach a point where it's like for at what cost yeah like it isn't I would love to hear a league propose a plan and go, that sounds like they're doing a great job of figuring it out. What do you think about the NHL? Because I feel like they have at least seemed the most buttoned up. And I'm not totally, you know, sold on it yet, but it seems like there's been a lot more time spent and they're obviously they're coming back later. Um, They're supposed to start training camp next week. I mean, I just saw today that, like, I think 15 new players tested positive in the NHL. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The good news is they're testing positive now before they're at training camp. Sure. Right, right. It just feels like like there's too many variables in every single situation. Because you have the, like, even if you create this perfect bubble, then you have people who are going to be like, well, financially, it'd be better for me if I just sit out the season and I don't risk it. And then you're going to lose players that, like, then you're going to get the people who are like, this season needs an asterisk then because it's not exactly the same as a regular season. And there's just all of this conflict, which is funny because originally when Premier League was talking about coming back and there was that argument about like no relegation and promotion or whatever, uh, I was like, oh, God, this league's never going to come back. They're never going to see eye to eye and they're back. So maybe (laughs) I'm just like looking at these things too closely and being like, they're never going to agree. Maybe eventually they will. I just don't feel... Like, I don't, I'm not thrilled. I don't feel, um, what's the word? I can't even think of the word optimistic because it's so far from my brain right now. Yeah. It just feels like uh, whoever it was that said, uh, I know originally it was Jane McManus, but whoever it was this week that said, I think it was Doolittle, who was like, sports are the reward of a functioning yeah. society. It's like, it, yeah. it makes perfect sense. It's like, this is the dessert. You can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. We don't just get to sit here and have everything falling apart and but get to watch sports. It's like, that's the icing on the cake. We have a lot of work to do right now. And we can't do work if we're going to watch sports. Yeah. Unfortunately is- for us, our job is sports. And so it's hard <laughs> to do work uh, when there aren't any. So just to be clear to every sports fan out there that's like, why can't my sports podcast root for sports to come back? I think it's all three of us would love to be able to watch sports right now. We yeah. miss sports so yes. much. Uh, it's just, it's it's like, it doesn't seem to be as simple as we all would like it to be. Unfortunately. Did anyone watch Biodome? I feel like we should all go back and watch it. I feel like maybe yeah. the answers are in there. Yeah, yeah. Probably no, not. I haven't seen it. 
It just feels like maybe we have to physically start building a bubble. Elon Musk, what are you up to? Can you start working? No. I know he's problematic, but he always comes up with really dumb ideas that, like, on paper sound like something out of a cartoon. So I feel like if we wanted wanted to to create a bubble just to see if it would work, Elon is the guy that that you could get to be like, yeah, I'll do that. It wouldn't yeah. work, but let him yeah, waste his money trying. That's just true. like Kanye I mean, with president. Okay, I'm back in. <laughs> I saw somewhere if it reassures you that Kanye didn't actually officially file the necessary paperwork to run for president. He just announced on Twitter that he's going to run for president. So hopefully, it's like uh, maybe he's just, it's like he's just Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. Yeah, it's just, just, just a toe in the water, trying to like gauge the reaction. You know, yeah, like, well, let's see, let me see what. When has Kanye ever gauged a reaction? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, um, I'd like yeah. to gauge your reactions to what. Did up? you guys watch the uh, the hot dog eating contest this year? I so can I? I shouldn't admit this. Ooh, this is a good start to any conversation. I never, I never watched the hot dog competition. What? Um, it's just uh, it's not for me. It makes me physically feel ill. Now, yeah. I am not as anti as one Peter King who, <laughs> uh, this week called it a sin uh, and said that it, he said a whole bunch of stuff. Peter King, famously known for taking strong stances on Twitter when nobody really asked him to. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. I can find the story. But Ashley, oh, did you it. watch it? Uh, I watched a highlight of it because uh, a friend of the pod, Michael Jr., was on the mic. Hell yeah. And, you know, I wanted to support him. So I watched it. Uh, I watched probably about 30 seconds of it, and that was enough. Um, yeah, that's enough. It was, there were two world records set. Joey Chestnut won, for anybody who doesn't know. He's he had 75 hot dogs and buns. In uh, buns. Hot dogs and buns. Yeah, they have to so dip them in his... the water. That's part of why I don't watch it, because soggy it's, bread makes it's me so sad. Um 13 championships in 14 years. I think Crazy. what I would keep, though, is they Dynasty. had, like, they had uh, plastic dividers in between all the contestants, you know, for, like, gross. safety precautions. And I was like, what if we kept those there so that your gross hot dog water spit, like, pieces aren't Not a bad idea. flying at me like the yeah, shrapnel Yeah, sort of like at our Ruby Tuesday's July. buffet. It's like a sneeze guard. That. Yeah, that, that sounds right Very smart. Me. Nice innovation, yeah. Ashley. 75 Thanks. hot dogs in, so. I'm sorry, Ashley, how long? The great question. Uh, while you look minutes? it up, uh, Peter King. Ten minutes, I think. Uh, he says he never has, never will watch it. Not the point. The fact is, ESPN celebrates the birthday of our country by airing a gluttonous, vomitous, and grotesque event. Eating is not a sport. Competitive eating is a sin. Wow. Look, Ten minutes. hot, 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 hot take. Hot dog, you know? But <laughs> there's a point to, like, competitive eating is... Oh, I, when I had to do that beignet contest, it's very gross because yeah. it's not about taste. And I, for me, eating has never not been about taste. It's why diets are hard for me because I'm like, why am I eating if I don't enjoy it? I understand how sustenance works, but I also am like, I, it can taste good. So competitive eating is the other side of that where they eat so much, but they're not, it's not about enjoying it. It's about like, how do I make this fit? So they're dipping delicious things in water, and and it it hurts me as a person who loves food. I also mm. can see people being like, there are hungry people out there. Why are we doing? But then there's also the like, it's I don't know. It's a complicated discussion. I just think Peter King went a little hard. 
on the hot dogs. That being said, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. yeah on Crowd Goes Wild, like... we, had them, we had people competitive eat an entire Thanksgiving dinner. And that smell is not one that you Ew. soon forget. I will say, if you've if you've watched one hot dog eating contest, you've watched you're them all. good. Yeah, they're, they they all look pretty much the same. Lots of the in person experience of Ooh. that beignet eating contest. I will say it's it very really hard is. to keep track of how much people are eating. Is you're like, is that a new beignet or is that the you did, half chewed? Did you regurgitate that? It's just so it was a so lot. Long. Gross. So much. So gross. It was so gross. But congratulations to Gojo who did a great job. He did I also a good noted job. on his uh, on his Twitter account he posted pictures of like. Joey Chestnut and uh, is it Mickey is the woman who won? Uh, um, I think it might be pronounced yeah. Mickey. Yeah, Mickey Sudo. Uh, there's pictures of the two of them after they won, and I just was like, can you imagine like, taking pictures after you win a baseball game and you're exhausted and whatever is probably really hard as it is. Taking pictures after you definitely just need to drop a huge deuce. <laughs> oh, God. Like neither of them were smiling. They were both just like, oh, we did it. Like you could tell they're like, I'm ready uh, to take a food coma, huge oh, poop. Gosh. Having to take pictures, that uncomfortable. No, I couldn't do it. No, thank you. Not me. Um, one more NWSL. Order. Should we talk about the gonna, NWSL? I was going to say one more order of business before we can move on so we can get to my game. Yeah, let's go. The, our subreddit was like, Katie didn't definitively pick a team. I didn't. I did. Was that on Somebody, purpose? Yeah, because look, um, I don't. Uh, it's tough for me to just be like, I pick this team and I root for them. I think I said last time, I'm root, I'm rooting for them all. I'm rooting mm. for good games, but that's also a cop out. So I'm gonna say that like, uh, someone made a point that I think makes it me feel comfortable saying that I root for the dash, which is that when my loyalties are so torn with like the women's national team spread out across the NWSL, the Dash, Mm -hmm. pretty much, they don't have, there's, my loyalties aren't, I'm going to root for the Dash. (laughs) I just feel bad saying it because I get, you guys, I get tweeted mean memes at me when I pick a team. Because they want me to pick their team. People get mad. And I totally get it. But like, you can't, I would pick, I want to pick them all. I'm being told that I can't. So I'm going to root for the Dash because they're an underdog that are crushing it right now. Yeah, they're currently second. Yeah, so they're fun to watch. I like their jerseys. They're sexy kits. That number two reason. So, um, you Jay, know. who did you pick? I forget. Uh, Washington Spirit. Oh, shoot. And Ashley, you're who now? The Thorns. The Portland That's Thorns. Right. They're 0 and one They're not doing great, guys. No. It's been, it's been a tough road time. for me. There's still time. <laughs> Good news is they're all going to make the playoffs. I think we're going to make it past the cut. So that's good. I'll make the cut. That's good. I do hate, I do hate, I've said before, the schedule of these games and finding them. I do hate it. But uh, they've been pretty good games. I saw somewhere that they were thinking about bringing in fans and I wanted to throw my laptop into the ocean. Oh, gosh. That like it started out working pretty well, and they were like, "Oh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll bring in some fans for this." Like, no, stop! Just keep doing the thing. Stop it! Stop it! Can stop it? Oh man. Okay. Um. Should we? Let's do the. Let's do another ad, and then we'll do a challenge update. Doodly, we'll play doodly. your game, Ash, and then we'll go to Jay for the French news if there's time. You know. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like. 
so we'll get to all that in a second. Left. But today's podcast is brought to you by Coors Light as well. So Ashley, tell me how you want me to tell people about Coors Light. Woo! I don't understand what fictional situation that was, but I think I nailed it. You did a great job. Um, okay, let's head on over to me, I guess, for a challenge update. Doodly do. Doodly do. Doodly do. Hi, I'm Katie. I didn't write it down this week. Hi. Last week's felt high because last week's felt too long. Mm. Um, Ash, did you catch up? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so that's a relief because it was really was <laughs> yeah, but it's frustrating because I should have written it out because she really would have enjoyed that challenge recap yeah. last week, and uh, I didn't do it this week because I watched it quickly. Um, but so last week we were told that we were going to get a double elimination this week. Bailey still didn't have a red skull, nor did Kyle or Josh. Um, and so this week we find out that it is a double elimination. They find out in the middle of the night, essentially, nobody knows that it's coming and the little alarm goes off and they're like, oh, TJ's at it again. So the challenge this week was that they were going to, they each had a bucket with their name on it. And then far away, there was like a pile of debris. And this is kind of the theme of a lot of the challenges this season, which is like, take this trash and bring it over here. It's like, I really think they might be like doing work for someone because a lot of the things are like, move this car, that's really could smart. you? Yeah, that <laughs> seems like a it's smart, but also like a human rights violation. But anyway, um, everybody has a bin, and then you're supposed to go get trash and then put it in somebody else's bucket to try to screw them over. And at the end, they're going to have to lift up their buckets, and whoever can hold it up the longest wins. And will be by winning, they'll be in the tribunal. It'll be two people, and they get to pick a third person. So yada yada yada, they do the challenge. Um, Anissa's bucket gets filled up because there's discussion before the challenge that like if a woman with a red skull has to go up against a woman that doesn't have one yet uh, she's the weakest link in terms of if you wanted to run a final with all the women that were left she'd be the last one you want to run with which I understand that logic but what I don't understand is that later they also use the flip side of that logic which is like Fessy's going to be a target because you don't want to run a final against him because he's really good so it's like it bothers me that with the men they want to take down the best ones and with the women they want to take out the worst ones because it seems like they're all just kind of tailoring the final towards the men you get what I'm saying? Because if you get yeah. paired up with a woman and she drags you down, you want Anissa out, but you don't want to get rid of the strongest woman. And the women seem to be willing to just go along with this plan without challenging the fact that they should be trying to vote out one of their stronger women. Anyway, they, um, they're doing the lifty thing. Kyle doesn't even make it back in time to lift his bucket, to lift his barrel. So he's not even in the running. Uh, it comes down to Josh, Corey, and Fessy still holding their buckets. And Josh makes an idiot move. It's I've not been at all shy about saying I can't fucking stand Josh. But he basically turns to the two of them. He's like, if I drop my bucket right now, will you put me in the tribunal? And Fessy's like, I got you. So he drops his bucket, which I'm going, don't drop your bucket. Don't drop. Okay, you dropped your bucket. So then uh, he turns to Corey. And then he makes the same deal with Corey. He's like, Corey, drop your bucket and I'll put you in the tribunal. And uh, they go to a Bananas confessional, and Bananas is like, um, a woman is going to win and be in the tribunal. There's only two spots. So <laughs> Fessy has now promised that last remaining spot to two different people. Someone's not paying attention here. So Corey drops his bucket. Fessy wins. Um, and then on the girls' side, uh, Jenny wins. It, Melissa held on for a really long time, but Jenny's bucket was empty for some reason. So she just was like, I could literally stand here all day. 
I don't understand why the women aren't trying to get her out. She's exactly. going to destroy what anybody all, in the final. Anissa's bucket was full. It Just logically, even if you think she's the weakest competitor, it doesn't make any sense to fill her bucket if you think she's weak. Because you could put half in there and she'll not be yeah. able to hold it up because she's yeah. weak and put a bunch of shit in Jenny's bucket, who is very strong, and you want to knock out. Also, I know we're editing D out of these episodes, but like... Why isn't anybody gunning for her? Like, get her out. She's also pretty good. Anyway, um, so it comes down to it's Jenny and Fessy, and they have to pick the third person for the tribunal, which has been uh, promised to both Josh, who still needs a red skull, and Corey, who needs literally nothing and has no reason to desperately want to be in the tribunal. Jenny, uh, while discussing it with Fessy secretly, they're, like, talking about who they're going to pick. Jenny basically says, like, let's put Josh in. Josh needs a skull. This way Josh can throw himself in. And then the house will vote in Kyle and it'll just be Josh versus Kyle and it's no big deal. And Fessy's like, yeah, but I promised it to Corey. Um, And (laughs) Jenny's like, I get it, but Corey doesn't need to be, it makes the most sense. Just put Josh in. And then then, uh, Fessy's like, yeah, but then what if we bring Corey in and then we just nominate uh, Josh? And she's like, yeah, but it... It doesn't, I'm saying Josh. I'm just going to say Josh. <laughs> so they say Josh and Corey loses his mind and says that like, he's the one who put Jenny up against Jen, who I completely forgot about. That yeah. first week, Jenny got her first, the first person to get a red skull up against Jen, who was like her pitch to the house asking them not to vote for her. was like, I'm garbage. Don't you want me around so you can just like get an easy win all the time? Why would you mm-hmm. vote me in? Uh, didn't work. But like Jenny, <laughs> he put Jenny in and sees that as like she owes him. And at no point does anyone just ask Corey like, dude, why do you want to be in the tribunal so bad? You don't, it's not real power. There's two dudes that need skulls and you're not one of them. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, remember when they blindsided D and like threw her in even though she had a red skull? Yeah. Like, I I think it's just to prevent getting blindsided. Sure, but like like, you shouldn't need it. You shouldn't have freaked out that badly. And like if they put Josh in, you're not going to get blindsided because Josh still needs a red skull. So either way, you're guaranteed to not go in, whether you're in the tribunal or not, because Josh needs, it was fun stupid he caused a scene and i can see this being drama for seasons to come where Corey's like remember when you screwed me over and it's like guys they always do this where you're like were they really screwed over or did she just make a logical choice that genuinely didn't affect you in the outcome of the game but anyway josh gets pulled in josh is a moron um everybody's being dramatic Corey's being dramatic it's stupid uh the house votes kyle uh for the women um the house votes Bailey because she still needs a skull and the tribunal picks Anissa, which she's like, this is fucking bullshit. And I agree. And I'm also yeah. pissed because I tweeted right at somebody asked me like, who are you rooting for or whatever? Who's going to win? And I tweet, it was after the episode had aired, but I watched them with Dan and Dan wasn't back yet because I didn't let him come back until he didn't have coronavirus. And so I tweeted back at them like, yeah, but I think it's this person or I'm rooting for this person, but I'm really pulling for Anissa because I really want her to get a win. And somebody responded and was like, you didn't watch this week's episode yet, did you? And I was like, well, now I know yeah, Anissa's going out, um, which That's ruined annoying. it. Uh, but so uh, Anissa makes a point where she's frustrated. She also has a FaceTime with her mom in this episode that was just the sweetest. Where her mom, I mean, she's done so many of these seasons and her mom said like, where are you? You're in Russia? She's like, you know, I can't tell you where I am, mom. <laughs> um, 
but so she goes in. The elimination is a um, purgatory is that stupid challenge. It's similar to one they've done, but it's different enough, I guess, where they have to tie knots with a gigantic rope around a car. Um, just a general note. The challenges and eliminations this season have been like, okay, cool. They're like not visually interesting. It could just be because I'm watching this while I'm also watching old seasons of the challenge and you're just watching mm -hmm. the like, whoa, I can tell what's happening. And these are just like weave in between the windows and tie some knots and then we'll see how close it is later. <laughs> but uh, Kyle weaves in and out because he's like a skinny pirate man. And uh, Josh has trouble getting the ability to do the same thing because he's not. And so Josh loses and is eliminated. Kyle gets his red skull. Uh, and then um, Bailey beats Anissa, but just barely. Anissa was just about to drag that rope across the thing, but she lost, which is just a real bummer. It's also just ironic that like all that drama last week, and now we're left with a final where both Bailey and Melissa have skulls anyway. Yeah. So cool. I felt I thought that they shouldn't have uh, like the producers of the show should have stopped it before this week they should be like okay time for the final if you don't have a skull sucks for you yeah there was shouldn't never... have put jay in seven times in the yeah, first six weeks exactly like... there was never a um you're right there was never a moment where it's like if you don't have one you're out now yeah. it was basically like you went into an elimination and you got sent home and you probably wouldn't have gone into that if you didn't need to win it but you never actually had a moment where it was like don't have one you leave so everybody yeah. who's left has a red skull yeah, yeah. and they're all going to the it's final annoying. Uh, what is also annoying is that I just, like, I don't really care about any of these people. Um, like, Bananas is still there, but I've said this last week, and he just feels like he's a producer at this point. To me, if he won this season, it would feel like a, like, okay, I won that season of weird newish people. Yeah. Like, it just feels like an like a season of a different reality show now. That's, Steve had a good point. Um, he was like, it's none of the manipulative like vets are still there yeah except like John. if if right but he has no like competition like he has no reason to like play that game like yeah. that mind game like the people that are still there are like okay well josh and kyle both need red skulls so like let's have them both go in it's like no 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 if you're a good competitor you're like send in fessy yeah. try to get him out like, don't let Josh and Kyle get a red skull. Right. Keep them right. out of the final and eliminate yeah. people who have them. They're like, just that's what they should be too, trying to do. Too easily logical. Yeah. And like, like and even when they're fair shot, you're like, no. Even the people that are not doing that, like I was saying with Fessy and Corey and that tribunal and me being like, it make Jenny's right that it makes the most sense. They're not opposing it for strategic reasons. They're they're opposing it for Big Brother reasons. It's like they're playing Big Brother on the challenge, in the challenge mm. house. It's like they're yeah. doing the different like alliances and like I gave him my word, but I also gave him my word and my word doesn't matter because if he gets eliminated, then I don't have to answer for it. They're not playing the challenge anymore. They're playing this like different weird game and it's like, okay, I just don't really care. But yeah. that's where we're at. Well, I think in the next, in the preview for next week, it looks like it's not the final, that it's just another elimination. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that we'll get more, like, now nobody wants to go in. So yeah. I'm hoping it'll feel more like a regular challenge episode. What if there ends up, what if there just isn't a final? <laughs> Interesting. I, I know there is, just because I read this article oh. um, about an interview with TJ where he was like, I I put my heart and soul into helping. Is that why he final. keeps calling it my final? If you want to yeah, run in my so. final? I think so. 
Oife. He got like it written into his contract that it gets to be his final. Uh, okay, so that's that's it for your challenge up. This has been your challenge update. Doodly do. Doodly do. Okay. All right. So this is game this time. Is my air quotes game. We. Um, after we talked last week about drinking your own urine. Oh. Or was that two weeks ago? I don't remember. At some point, I, I referenced that. it. Uh, After we spoke about the urine drinking. The urine drinking. We are talking about how urine's like, it was the pee in the shower conversation. It was two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it was two pods ago. What a time. Think, but it's been stuck in my head. Any, did you guys ever watch 24-7, like the HBO boxing? I watched the hockey like, one. That was before, yeah, it was like the first one that came out. Uh I used to watch those. It like kind of got me into boxing. And the so this is where my brain went. Drinking your own urine was from Mayweather Marquez. Uh, I started thinking about boxing and how like entire countries get behind boxers. And I was wondering how like in the United States, it's not that popular as it is globally. And I was just thinking, I wonder what like the most popular global sports are. Like where does boxing rank? On the most popular it's nothing sports to do with piss globally. It, that's, I'm telling you, this is how it got me there. I know. The I just wish got that me to the boxing. You used to said we were going to play a peepee game. Yeah, I came I up did. with a name. I was like, oh, we'll call it "You're in for a treat," but it's not <gasps> even about you that. You are. You are in for a treat. So, so I googled it, and I was kind of, su- I was surprised by what came back, and I was asking, "You're Steve, in for like, a surprise." You're in for a surprise. I was asking Steve, like, hey, if you. Could you guess what you think the most popular global sports are? Soccer. And Piss off. Hold, hold on a second. Cricket. What? Stop. Okay. Rugby. This is, guys, <laughs> stop. This is a competitive game. How, what are the rules? I Darts. would love to tell you if you gave me a chance. I'm ready. We're waiting. Okay. You started with the piss stuff, and it's not even a bad Yeah, thing. I had to tell you how to get there. By the way, when Dan came home because he'd been gone for so long, Myrtle peed out of excitement, and then as I was telling him, like, oh, she peed, like, pick her up, she dropped to the ground and rolled around in it. It was very cute, but, like, what are you doing? <laughs> she was just covered in her own piss. Okay, sorry, keep going. Okay, so... The criteria used for ranking, global fan base and audience, viewership on TV, TV rights deals, popularity on the internet, presence on social media, it's number pre-COVID. of professional leagues. There's a bunch. Yeah. Pre-COVID. Just, okay. Whatever. Um, there's a, a whole lot of things that go into why these 11 are picked. Mm-hmm. What I did is I assigned a point value. Oh, so boy, like the, you did the number much. one, it's not that much. Mm-hmm. The number one ranked is worth 10 points. The number two is worth nine. Eight, feels like though, it feels it. like it should be the other way around. The number one one should be easy. Nope. Okay. So you get more points if you guess the top ranked one globally. Yeah, no, I understand. Okay. What so you're, you're going to take turns guessing right. a sport. If it's who goes if, first? Katie, because it's her podcast. Hey. Great. She's going to no. I I give it to Jay. One. I'm going to give it to Jay because okay, Jay's Jay. leaving soon. Okay, so Jay, you're going to go first. You're going to guess. People are saying s- that was a very Mother Teresa-like thing of me to do. I'm not saying that, but people like people are, are like, first wow. First all the saying Nobody's so heard this podcast yet. Yeah. <laughs> but they're say- I'm, but it, I have it live streaming. And I just, oh, wow. It's that's exciting. Go ahead, Jay. I get, it's your turn. Uh, okay. So you get it? Okay. That's right. That's the number one. Yeah, so, so that was stupid. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Cricket. Cricket. That's number two. This is where it starts to get trickier. Rugby. Jay. Rugby is number nine. So, Jay, you only get two points. It's tied for number nine. See? Now the point system makes sense. Okay, Ashley. Um, I'm trying to just think obscure. And what are we counting as a sport? Like, poker's not a sport. No. And, like, e-gaming? 
No. We're not counting as a sport. I mean, it's n- they're not on this yeah. list. I don't okay. know if that was. Would... <laughs> I would assume that means we're not I mean, counting good, them. Good as way a sport. to eliminate. Uh, yeah, I know it's for... not what I just. You know what I mean? Like you never. We're not really counting. Out, like... what... We're not counting. <laughs> would you say that we're counting like basketball? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so international sport. I can watch. run through all the criteria again if you want. It was like fans no, and TV rights and sponsorship deals, average salary, biggest competition, relevancy okay. throughout the year, gender okay. equality, access to the general public. Gender lots. equality. They give a shit. That's nice. I know. <laughs> um, I'll say basketball then. Basketball's number three. Nice. Tennis? Tennis, Tennis number five. That's really good, Jay. Uh, Golf? Golf is number 11. Okay. But there were two tied for nine, so it felt weird not including it. So I okay. included it. Good audio content. Think this out loud. Tricky. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was, know it's well, tricky. Well, I don't want to say what I'm thinking because I'm not going to guess what I'm thinking and then Katie would be able to guess it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a competition. Sure. So right, right, right. Tough to narrate the old. I wasn't going to guess um, synchronized swimming. You can guess it, Jay. No, I, I, <laughs> I, um, I appreciate that. I do. You said cricket already, right? So I guess. Yikes. Uh, boxing? That was the original idea? No, no boxing. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this counts, but rather than ask if it counts, I guess I'll just guess it. And I don't know if it's the, the whole sport. If I need to be more specific, you can just tell me that's what Trebek would do. Mm. Uh, track and field? No. Okay. High jump. <laughs> <laughs> um... Baseball? Yes. Yeah. Baseball's number eight. Okay. Which one are we what's the highest we're missing? Four. Four. Four, six, seven, and the other tied for number nine. Okay. Um what about I mean the gender equality ones throw me off. I'm focusing on it too much. Hmm. Um which I mean it's the, the, You're the only one of my career. <laughs> Like, I think she's focusing on the gender equality thing too much. Because um, I was going to say hockey, but it's not. Uh, it, I don't think women's hockey in Russia is uh, as supported. I don't know much about it. I'm an idiot. I'm going to just guess now. <laughs> um, let's say, let's go ahead. Let's take a real risk here. And, you know, because of its history, and uh, I'm trying to think of a sport out loud. Um <laughs> Let's go with, let's just say hockey. Hockey's number four. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. That was going to be the next one that I took. Yeah, Um, I was going to be really upset if if Jay took it after you did it. I was absolutely going to take it after she took it. Um, I guess, I mean, is this, this is maybe a different, considered a different category. So I'm, I'm hoping that I get points for this one is like, UFC slash MMA is that one of them? It is not on there. It's wow. crazy. I would have thought that it would be fight sport. You know? Yeah, I think boxing probably more than MMA. Like I think no. MMA is more of a domestic. Either way, know. I'm shocked that boxing isn't on there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay. What about? Right. Interesting. There's going to be ones on here that you're like, oh, duh. But I completely forgot about. Um, yes. Really? There's like an <laughs> obvious one. Yes. Um, uh, uh, I mean, it can't be football. So don't look at me like that. Yeah, she basically just gave you that. I was gonna, fo- I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess American football after football? this. You don't, so. American football number nine. That's nuts. That's so crazy. <laughs> that was one of the first ones Steve guessed in our practice round, and I was like, internationally. No. Yeah. I know. You tested All right. the bit. You pre-tested the bit. Before it's Ashley. Steve, Have I'm you met producer. Ashley? Are you kidding me? Wow, I've literally never done that for anything I've done. I know. Um, <laughs> so two left. Number six and number seven. Number six and number seven, huh? Yes. Okay. Um, Do you want me to recap these, what we have I so ask, far? Can I ask a question? Sure. Are these like more Olympic sports? He than... can't ask that question. That's too specific. Okay. You certainly right. cannot ask that one. Okay. Why don't you go through what we've named and then I will have more time to think. Okay. So far at number one, we have soccer. Number two, cricket. Number three, basketball. Number four, hockey. Number five, tennis. Number six and seven, blank. Number eight, baseball. Number nine, tied for number nine, rugby and American football. And number 11, golf. I'm going to do a quick tally of the points that we're at right now. Katie's got to be beating me. I took two L's. Go Um, ahead, Jay. Katie took an L. I'm about to take a third L with this one. Oh, oh, I hear hear Dan. Hi, Dan. Sorry, Um, Dan's cackling. (laughs) uh, Very loud. Okay, this is a real stretch. Okay. Lacrosse. That's where I was going to go next. No. Ooh, thanks for doing that then. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, oy. Uh, so I, this is going to sound stupid unless it's right, but darts. No. Yeah, oh, I like darts damn. too for this one. Okay, how about this? This is crazy. Just, just so you know where you are with scores right now. Jay currently has 21. Katie currently has 27. Yeah. So huh. The, I need, the I need two this. remaining are worth five and four. So, Jay, you got to yeah. get both. Okay. Or is one lose. of them volleyball? Yes! Yeah! Number Let's six go. is volleyball. <laughs> Damn. So now it's, wow, this, what an intense game. Jay <laughs> now has 26 points to Katie's 27. Okay. 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 Just so you know, when I wrote that down, I wrote my twos two different ways. Great. Jay's two is a loop. Whatever yeah. sport this is, is more popular internationally than baseball. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, figure skating. I was like, no. Um, this, I'm going to give you guys no both. hints. No. Sometime. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, hints are good. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hints are not. good. No, you want to wait till next person's turn, then maybe we'll take one, but not right now. Um, okay. Uh, let's say, let's go with, just because, you know, out of mm-hmm. respect. Uh, is this an obvious one? Is this one of the ones that you're like, you're forgetting an obvious one? Okay. Um, I think that might be women only. I don't know. Um, 
This is one of the ones wait, where wait, like, wait, 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 wait. just let her finish her sentence, Jay. <laughs> but this is no, one of the um, ones where like it's one of the ones. Yes, this is this is a much less obvious one where you might be like, oh, that's a sport. I was gonna say handball was what I was about to say. It is not handball. The other hint I was going to give, since well, Jay, now, Katie okay. got one, well, now, now Jay, you me. get one. You don't want it? No. Well, it's changed. I, okay, so I'm between two. Okay. I'm either going to say gymnastics or cheerleading. Okay. And I think it's cheerleading. No. It is not. They aren't paid. Uh, I was thinking about gymnastics, but then I was like, more popular than baseball doesn't seem right to me. Um, uh, oh, God. That's a sport question mark is what she said. So uh, it's uh, bowling. No. Gymnastics. <sighs> no. Damn it. Okay. Can I give? <laughs> I don't have any time to think. So this is actually, I was really proud of myself because I thought of this when I was like running through it in my head. I was trying to think of just sheer numbers of oh, people I know. on the planet. I know. Like what countries are like super into a sport that might have a really big population and they're really into something. Okay, and well, would now, that sway? Now I'm, I was going to say one, but now I'm like, what? Um... Uh, I know what it is. You do? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say water polo. No. Jay? Table tennis. Yes. Oh, good, Jay. That was good. Wow. Duh, Jay, was the come from behind victory. Good job, Jay. You deserve you. it. Well, if I hadn't been given, been gifted the first pick, you know, this would have ended differently. As long so as you I remember really that. As long I as remember, you remember I that. Often, I Forever. often liken you to Mother Teresa. So I'll say I do, I'm very uncomfortable with the classification. Well, people I have been saying that. it. So. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable every time people say yeah. that I'm just like they Mother do. Teresa. People do say Oof. it. It's like chills down my spine. Hey, as the winner, Jay, why don't we throw it over to you, champ, for the uh, Nouveau Française de, de la Semaine. Bah merci, c'est super gentil. It's a good uh, French Wait, news. Bonsoir. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Hi. Bonsoir. Hi, I'm uh, Hi. Jay Wolf. Hello. This is uh, French news of the week. So uh, in southern France, there is a bull who is uh, been seen riding in a uh, convertible car on the autoroute, the highway. Uh, it is a bull, so it is, uh, how you say, quite big, like, you know, 2,000 pounds. And he in the back of this convertible and some people took a video of it and they were going to the beach when they drove past a bull in the convertible car and uh, it was 880 pounds is how big this bull is in the back seat of this car and uh, I said it was 2,000 pounds I uh, was overestimating and so then <laughs> The conversion uh, rate is tough. Sherry FM Grand Sud, which is a radio station in France, I think, uh, did some reporting and they said that the bull had escaped from its owner's property and so he decided to drive him back in the backseat of his Peugeot convertible. So good news for this guy who got his bull back and good news for these people who took the video and posted to Facebook because now they have more than 100,000 views, which is good for their uh, popularity on uh, Facebook.com, which is, uh, you know, important for some people and not for okay. others. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is French news. So thank you and uh, a plus. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> I mean, great, I guess. Really strong. Um, I think we have time for one more voicemail, but before we do that, this podcast also brought to you by Simply Safe. 
Ashley. Mm. On the 4th of July, uh, I had some adult beverages, which were great. And it kind of reminded me. I did. Yeah, just, you know, hanging out with my hose, my adult beverages. My my H-O-S-E hose outside. I was like, what? (laughs) Me and my hose. Anyway, it reminded me that back in the day... Uh, I was so confused. In the college, <laughs> the college days, I used to like to sing a certain song when I had had a bunch of adult beverages, and that song oh, is boy. called could be "Friends anything. in Low Places." Ah, so I was hoping you could regale us. I mean, I don't think it'll be a regalia, but I could try. It'll be a battalion. <laughs> Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. It's Sam from Lee, Massachusetts, and I was wondering if you could have. An everyday superpower, what would it be? Like, I would never want to forget somebody's name. Like, I meet you once, know the name. Uh, Yeah. Thanks. Love you, Mina. Sam, first of all, shout out Massachusetts. (laughs) Second of all, love you, Mina. Third of all, the problem most of the time with good questions is when they call and they say what their answer would be. My brain's like, man, that's the answer. (laughs) The answer is to never forget somebody's name. I need that. I have the opposite of that in that I never remember anybody's name. (laughs) But the question was an everyday superpower. And now my brain is only like, so when you meet people, what superpower do you need? That's not it. It's every day. <laughs> an everyday superpower. As a person who prepped, I have an answer, but I'm going to let you guys go first so that I can mm. make sure I remember mm. what answer I prepped. Jay? Oh! <laughs> no, mine's so good. It, I don't want to, like, I don't want to really? You don't want to Sam it? You don't want to Sam it up? Yeah, um, that's exactly it. Well, uh, I do think that one very important everyday thing is being able to vamp really well while you Okay, I actually have one. I actually have one that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I was so busy trying to think of mine I didn't even notice what he was doing. (laughs) Okay, I would like a good enough timer so that if Mm. I'm working on something whether it's writing an email, Uh. whether it's giving notes on a video, whether it's like trying to lay down a rug straight, there's a little sound that goes bing! And it's like, hey, that's good enough. Like the person you're sending the email mm. to, you've reached the level where like, this is all they need. Or like the public is not going to know if you sit, shift any more frames. That's So you good just want to be like everybody else. No. That's your that's superpower. Very, it's very different. The ability no, to want, settle is your superpower. I want to know that like, I want something to do the calculation that's yeah. like, no matter how more much effort, more you mess with Diminishing returns type of a thing. It's, yeah. this is the like level it needs to be like in yeah. a week you'll forget that this is five degrees tilted. Sure. So like, don't fix it. Got like, it. This is good enough. Yeah. I think mine would be not having to go to the bathroom. What? <laughs> I think um, <laughs> never having to get up and pee. Mm-hmm. That's, what about pooping though? Pooping Same is thing. so great. No, yeah. I mean, uh, you could, uh, I just think it would, I would just eliminate that need. To eliminate. To eliminate. You're yeah. just, you're getting rid of your and waste. And it, it would just somehow, it would just go out a different way. It would just, I'd sweat it out. I don't Wait, know. what? I That's don't know. I'm, I'm overthinking Ooh. it. I just, mine would be not having to, because how many times in a day have you been like, I wish that you, I could have you get up and pee for me. Have you ever thought that before? Not, no. Never? I've been like, man, I just don't want to get up from where I'm at right now. I think. I, you don't play video games, Ashley. That's probably why. A lot of times you'll be like, time ah, I just don't want to pee. 
Yeah, I love going to the bathroom because I get to shut the door and hide from the world, well, yeah, whether it's at work sense. or I'm at home. I'm just thinking in the grand scheme of life, if quarantine were over, uh, like how many, like when you're out somewhere and you're doing something and you're like, God, like at a concert or a movie and you're like, I gotta there, pee, but I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, there are definitely times, yeah, there are times when you don't, I agree that, yeah, I that mean, there are times now, when now you don't more than want ever, to. If you're in, if you are in public and you're masked and you don't want to be like you're at the supermarket you don't want to have to have to pee there. Right. Or in the shower. You know? Or definitely not the shower. Certainly the shower, not the bath. You need to get out. <laughs> definitely, the bath is off limits. Off limits. Uh, it's a personal pool. Okay, what is it? Mine is that I would like to be completely rested after only four hours of sleep. Mm. I have that already. So like, <laughs> Because my bar for completely rested has dropped to whatever it is when I get four hours of sleep. I've never felt not tired. I haven't felt not yeah. tired since I turned 20. That's what I mean. I don't want to mm. feel tired. And like, mm. if I were able to only sleep four hours and not feel tired, then I feel like I would be able to be so much more productive. I was originally thinking, Jay, that I would want like to be able to snap my fingers and be like, you have energy and focus for like whatever period of time it is for like an hour. Limitless. What, yeah. Just like snap this yeah. is my superpower. You I can do that. It's I am not tired. I was I'm like, that's cool. why I changed it. Because I was like, oh, wait, I could. I could take another, uh, another runner up for me is uh, I see, it's a double edged sword. But if you only look at the good stuff, I would say the ability to talk to dogs. Not mm. even necessarily hear them. Because I know people have said, like, I wish we could hear what dogs were thinking. I'm like, no, you don't, because you know they don't love us as much as we think they do. I There are times where I want to be able to tell Myrtle, like, I'm yanking this out of your mouth because if you swallow it, it's going to get stuck in your stomach, and then you're going to have to have surgery. It's not because I don't want you to have the thing you want. It's be, it's like the Rose Lavelle tweet. Like, you can't have this chocolate not because I don't want you to enjoy it, but because you'll die if you eat it. Like, sometimes I just wish I could communicate to her. So she yeah. would know, like, this isn't out of malice. This is to protect you, which this has made me feel like I think about parenting a lot ever since getting a dog. Where I'm like, this is my mom, my whole childhood, me thinking she was being such a bitch. And now I'm like, oh, she was looking out for me, I guess. <laughs> that's a, a runner up. But I think from here on out, when somebody provides the best answer to their own question, we'll call it Samming. Okay. I like that. Okay. Good job, Sam. Good job, Sam. Way to go, Sam. Nice work. All right, Sam and everyone else. That's it for this week's edition of sports. Shout out to MeUndies, uh, Coors Light, and Simply Safe. And shout out to the ESPN Daily. Pablo Torre is taking over Woo-hoo! soon. I think it's still Mina, though, so get all that good stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Good stuff being what day it is. Um, and others. Also, you know. also good sports <laughs> stuff, but mostly <laughs> the day of the week. A nice reminder. Uh, big thanks to you guys for listening now. And then, you know, two more times because Jay's leaving and it'd be f-ing rude and selfish if you just only listen to it once. It's just me. It's what I think personally because I'm very charitable in many ways, similar to a saint people have said. Ugh, gross. But people are saying it and I can't deny the narrative. Um, or you could just leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them like this one from Sammy Rose 23 She's going to Sam. That says, uh, I would not be surviving these crazy days without this pod. It always keeps me laughing. And more importantly, listening to the cage talk honestly about their mental health. We didn't even do that this week. Uh, has been so helpful and needed. Also, I started doing Legos due to Katie's suggestion. And it's been so awesome. Yes. <laughs> Shout out. Did I tell you guys what happened to my uh empire state building i did yeah cool um (laughs) thanks sammy rose and lastly don't forget that you can always holy voicemail sure very spit ridden uh at 860-506-5571 say goodbye ashley 
Bye. Say see you later, Jay. Bye. Oh, bye. I love you. Mean it.